0: So I think that Van Helsing's biggest problem is that there aren't enough monsters in the movie. Agreed. But I can't decide which one it was missing. Hmm. And Hugh Jackman's hair does suggest that it might be the demon barber of Fleet Street. He clearly (coughs) visits barbers frequently. (laughs) He's got to take care of those tresses. We could just go straight Romanian and throw a strigoi in there. But let's be real, we all know what this movie was missing. Both from the Universal Monsters, and from the director Steven Summers, a mummy. His name is Van Helsing. Some say you're a holy man. Others say you're a murderer. Which is it? It's a bit of both. He has come to a forbidden land to battle enemies that are legend. What are we dealing with and how do I kill it? This is where I come in. Evil has one name to fear. Hugh Jackman is... Van Helsing. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is More is More, a bad movie podcast. Where today, we are talking about a bad movie. Oh, classically bad movie. Yes. Van Helsing. Starring Hugh Jackman, Kate Beckinsale, David Wenham. You may know him as Faramir from Lord of the Rings. Of course. And Delios from 300. Well, you know. And I guess the other big star is... Richard Roxborough, or whatever his name is, he plays Dracula. You may recognize him, but probably not, as the the Duke, the evil Duke from Moulin Rouge. Yeah. So many people in this movie are Australian. Three of the four people I just named. I know, and I actually feel kind of bad for this guy, because he's not bad looking, but he keeps playing these weird villain people. Yeah, you see his photo on IMDb, and you're like, oh, you, you look normal. <laughs> and I think on, like, Australian TV, he plays normal people, uh-huh. but, but you know, not in American movies. No. But you know what's nice? He got something real out of this movie. His wife! One of his vampire brides. He married her, and they're still married, and they have three kids. Oh, that almost makes this movie worth it. I know. <laughs> so it's written and directed by Stephen Summers, and it's basically his tribute to the classic Universal horror movies. And it just proves that he really believes what this show is named after. His quote, never let them tell you less is more. More is more. That was what he said to the actors this entire movie. Well, I the screenwriter. I mean, like, let's have every classic Universal monster in here. Let's have... Yeah. Well, he Every was a screenwriter, yeah. Well, good point. <laughs> he didn't have to say it. He, <laughs> he, said it he murmured it to himself as he wrote, more is more, more is more. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh. not even anything to say about this movie. It's such a mess. Let's just start. So we open on Universal's logo, of course, because it's a Universal movie. Monster movie. But how is it different? It turns black and white. Oh! <gasps> And then it bursts into flames as we transition to a black and white mob. The saturation, not the diversity. It's storming Frankenstein's castle with torches and pitchforks. We have no opening voiceover or explanation. This is a confident movie. They just jump right in. Which is interesting, because you think you know where Frankenstein's castle is. You don't. It is not where you think it is, and they don't explain that at first. Yeah, no. Frankenstein has just brought his monster to life, which means that the villagers are rioting not because they know about his monster. They're rioting because he's such a terrible grave robber. Yeah, that he like left a tr- like a note <laughs> yeah. at the grave and then like tracked in body parts like leading to his castle. I yeah. mean, how did he even do that? Man, get your act together. Yeah. Um, also, did you notice that the lead villager is wearing some type of top hat bowler combo? Yes, yeah, so the some lead reason? villager is this creepy looking guy with long, stringy white hair in a top hat. Who are you picturing right now, listener? If it's Riff <laughs> yes, from Rocky Horror Picture Show, you basically have this guy. <laughs> yes. Dracula's there too. Ready to kick Frankenstein while he's down. Well, although Frankenstein's not worried at first. This guy's clearly his patron. He's like, oh, it's just you, Count. Oh, After He's, he's, scared he's him. upset about the, the peasants, though. Yeah. <laughs> so Dracula yeah. shows up, not worried about Dracula. You know, this is patron. My pal, yeah. Yeah. But uh, then Dracula starts taunting him, which is Dracula's favorite activity in this movie. It's like his only activity. It is. Dracula helped Frankenstein with his experiments, like help fund them and stuff. But Frankenstein is shocked to discover that he had an ulterior motive. I know. What, this creepy count who, like, moves around and you can't even account for how He acts like he doesn't know that he's a vampire. Yeah, he, he doesn't. Which is crazy. Yeah. Just look at this man. He looks insane. <laughs> yeah. He's at the very least a Ted Bundy-type serial killer. <laughs> exactly. So we don't get to hear what Dracula's motive is, because it's whispered quietly, but we do see Frankenstein's horrified reaction Dracula tells him he doesn't need Frankenstein, just his monster. And then Frankenstein proves surprisingly protective over his monster for anyone that's read the book, which is he yeah. can't get away from his monster fast enough. I know. He instantly, like, faints into a coma and a sickness, and yeah. is like, what have I done? As I know, it's soon like, as he gets brought <laughs> yes! to life. And in this, he's like, no, it's my son, my friend. Yeah, and I'm like, exactly. That was in no, in no version of the story I've ever seen Not have you in cared the about your monster. And in the book... Dracula uh, was a little different, too. Well, yeah. These are all loose interpretations. I mean, in, Franken- in the fr- book Frankenstein. <laughs> he was a little different. Not as over the top. <laughs> well, they were mostly corresponding through letters. That's so. <laughs> true. So Frankenstein draws his sword to fight off Dracula, but Dracula impales himself on it, saying, You can't kill me. I'm already dead. <laughs> by the way, draws his sword from a wall <laughs> hanging. Like, he clearly doesn't use swords a lot. That was a decoration. Yes. I can never hear this line enough times, by the way. I know. Movie. It's, it's, it's great. It's classic. Oh, or any twist on that. Yeah. Like, like, uh, Luke Cage, you can't, you can't break me. I'm unbreakable. Yeah. Anything, anything like that. Tell me what I you can't it. do and why. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> So then Dracula kills Frankenstein while Igor laughs maniacally in the background. Right, Igor. He's like, Igor, I've been so good to you. And he's like, yes, you've been so considerate, but he pays me. And like... Frankenstein, maybe you shouldn't have hired a literal monster. Look yeah. at this dude. He's bonkers looking. His teeth are crazy. His skin looks like it's melted off his face halfway. So the closest thing that I can describe to how Igor looks, he has so many prosthetics on his face that he looks like Ron Perlman in Beast. <laughs> it's actually Benny, the little slimy Russian guy from The Mummy. Oh, well, at least he got paid. Good friend of Steven Summers. Yes. So There you go. Yeah, it, it, it does prevent him from making facial expressions for the entire movie because there's too much on his face. Yeah. Also, it's a little bit weird because he looks like he, he's related to the riffraff mobster outside. Yeah, he totally does. Probably not a mobster. What do you call someone that's in a mob? Mobition? A mobber? Mob technician. Mobist. We'll go with mobist. Yeah. He looks like he could be related to the riffraff mobist outside. <laughs> But while he's killing Frankenstein, he turns Dracula kills Frankenstein and then turns back to the table where his, the monsters dropped down. But the monster's gone. Gasp. I know. He's really good on his feet for someone that just got created. And who is never good on his feet again. Later on, you see him and he walks like a tank that just <laughs> like has only three wheels. Yeah, but in this instance, he is fast and he understands immediately what's going on around him. He grabs Frankenstein's body throws Dracula into the fire, runs off, and hides in the windmill in order to protect his so-called father. The peasants find him, though, almost immediately and burn down the windmill. And we get this amazing shot of Frankenstein yelling, Yeah, Do you remember this shot? Yes. Oh, man. Because he's, like, he's intoning, like, the most dramatic english actor it, it really has all i think of the gravitas that i think the original book called for in this situation agreed i think so um several questions why is frankenstein also a mummy frankenstein's monster he's like wrapped up like he's some kind of mummy and why they're in a windmill why are there so many absinthe bottles in the windmill Absinthe is a weirdly recurring thing in this movie for something I would not have associated at all with a Dracula story. No, especially because they're pretty much never in France. I know! Dracula's still alive. He survives the fire. And he and his three brides show up just in time to see the windmill explode. And as his brides melodramatically mourn in the background, he looks stoically at the fire. Yeah, we've got the first of what is going to be some very subtle performance acting yes with, from these brides oh yes they're understated to the last very british you mm-hmm. stiff upper lifting it yeah exactly which is weird because they're like they're not british they're romanian yeah but but they hold themselves in check meanwhile in color van helsing played by hugh jackman finds a wanted poster of himself in paris the drawing is mostly of his conspicuous hat but it's going to take a lot more than being wanted by the authorities to make him stop wearing (laughs) that hat. No dice, a bridge too far. He's tracking Mr. Hyde who in this instance is a man eating ogre. You're a big one. You'll be hard to digest. What? When did this happen? Also, why is he so gigantic? Yeah. And why is he some kind of monkey person? He's, like, always hanging from the rafters. And, like, like at one point, instead of walking, he's just loping from the rafters <laughs> via his arms. I'm like, it would be faster to run towards yeah. him at this point. But it wouldn't be as cool. After destroying the Notre Dame Rose window and killing Mr. Hyde in full view of the authorities... Most upsetting part of that also... At one point, we see Mr. Hyde's butt crack, which only made me wonder where he got those giant shorts. What seamstress did he force to sew gigantic shorts for him? People people need to think about this stuff. Like, you're raising more questions than you're answering. Maybe he did it himself. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> Uh well, Van Helsing goes to a tricked out confessional in Rome where he meets a cardinal who I have to assume lives in the confessional when he's not saying mass. Or do you think this was a scheduled meeting? It had to have been scheduled. But how? Maybe. No, no. You know what? I bet he just sits in there and does paperwork. (laughs) Because Van Helsing shows up and starts like he's there for confession. Like, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And then the cardinal interrupts him and is like, I know you've sinned. And... I'm like, you're acting like this is an undercover. You're not sure who might be in the confessionals. So you're know. just playing it safe. Or like the Cardinal maybe isn't sure if Van Helsing is there or some other penitent who's there for confession. Uh, but clearly, this had to have been a scheduled meeting. Because He's a cardinal. I know, like, when do cardinals hear confessions? They don't is the answer. Yeah. Like, if you're- whatever. If the- if you're- if a cardinal is hearing your confession, you're either very high up in the church or something is wrong. Right. I don't know what to tell you about that. Van Helsing also says something about being the most wanted man in Europe- which only made me be like, then where's your European accent? Why don't you have an accent? He has an American accent. I know. Which was a bold choice for this movie. I I thought, I mean, he's Australian. Why not just give him a British accent? everybody else wasn't using their real accents yeah I mean, yeah I American know. was weird it was it was bizarre especially when he and see that's the thing there were lines like that where it just made you realize that he wasn't European especially when we realize how old he is and yet for some reason he has an American accent even though presumably he's never been to America yeah. The Cardinal berates Van Helsing for the damage done to the church and all the attention he's been drawing. But he must not mind it that much because he keeps assigning him monsters to kill. Yeah, I know. Also, at one point during this talk, he does that, like, blessing, like, cross in front of him. And I'm like, you're berating him right now. Do you even know what, like, what is happening? (laughs) I just need something to do with my hands. Yeah, exactly. Van Helsing wants the order to pull some strings, so he's not a wanted man, but the Cardinal says they can't do that because they don't exist. <laughs> like, you know, like secret societies that don't exist are still supposed to have a lot of behind-the-scenes power. Yeah. And clearly they have a lot of power based on what we see very soon. And it would be really unhelpful to have your best monster killer arrested constantly whenever yeah. the authorities found them. Yeah. Then the Cardinal mentions Van Helsing's mysterious past and memory loss, which is what drives him in his monster killing. Not really sure how those things are related. Yeah. But the Cardinal seems convinced. If you kill enough monsters, you'll get your memory right. back. Right. You just have to keep on keep on the course, buddy. And then you'll get your memories somehow. God and told magic? me that if you serve our purpose, you, what you want will magically happen. That would have been a better explanation than the one they gave, which is none. Yeah. They go down a secret staircase to a basement bustling with interdenominational order activity. This order must be freaking huge. Because what? not only do they yeah. have all these people at one location, but they're apparently so overflowing with people that they can change out Muslims and Buddhists and Christians like they're chess pieces. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter at all. Just oh, whoever's yeah. in the neighborhood. We need scientists to work on our potions. Because there's nothing, there's nothing less conspicuous than a Buddhist monk living in Rome. Oh, I'm sure he blended right in. Yeah. Yeah. I assume he only stays in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> Probably so. Well, I no less than that Imam. Yeah, it was it was weird and I know they're trying to make it seem like it's bigger than just Europe, so they included all these other denom like religious denominations. Like it's all it's all of religion versus all of evil, apparently. Yeah. But I'm like, why wouldn't the Muslims be fighting Like the jinn, yeah, yeah, the jinn in the desert, and the Buddhists are fighting dragons in Tibet, you know, like there are things, yeah. Like, why would you why would they intermingle like that? It was weird, it was, but there are a ton of people down here, it is very crowded, and everyone's bustling around with stuff to do. So, I assume the reason is secret, it's secret, is because they have thousands of members which is the best way to keep a secret yes the more people you bring in the more likely it will be kept a secret exactly that's the way it goes especially when you bring in idiots like david wenham yes they say that the order has been protecting mankind against evil since the beginning of time so that men don't even know that that evil exists why yeah what good does that do that just makes your job harder yeah why not just bring it out in the open and then everyone knows that evil exists and also that you're protecting them from it why does this have to be secret they'll like you better they'll fund you more they will join you more and they'll be better trained to deal with evil on their own exactly there's no downside to this not being a secret yeah oh because at this point if people find out about it then they find out that you knew they're just gonna be mad at you Anyway, we've heard enough about the Order. Van Helsing's next mission is in Romania. The Cardinal shows him an old-timey slideshow yep. of the history of Dracula and the Valerius family who was sworn to kill him and sa- to save their souls. Uh, the Valerius family apparently... The guys, the king of the gypsies? Whatever that means? Are you Yeah, they're like, the father's me? been missing. Yeah, so they introduced them. The father's been missing for 12 months. He was known as the king of the gypsies. And his children are Prince Velcan and Princess Anna. And I'm like, oh, when you say king of the gypsies, you mean like king some sort of legit of king? Gypsies, which is bonkers. Because they have a castle, and everyone knows that the gypsies move around. I think they wanted them to be royalty, but they didn't want to make some, like, like king or King of Moldova or something like that. I don't... I think they didn't want to tie it down to a place that people knew. Well, Dracula's a count. Why can't they just be counts? Uh... You ask a lot of questions, Rose. (laughs) I... Because his hereditary title was count. Therefore, the family should be (laughs) counts. Dracula comes from the Valerius family. So that's the reason why they're sworn to kill him. Because for some reason, because he comes from their family, all of their souls will be doomed... Well, if they don't kill him. I don't think it was because of that. I think it was because of an oath that one of them swore that their family would neither enter the gates of heaven nor rest on earth until he was killed. And I don't know why some guy is allowed to say that for his entire family and like yeah. future generations. But the point is, the family's about to die out. There's only the prince and princess left. And if they, if Dracula doesn't die before they do... Or they don't assist in killing Dracula? I don't, I didn't understand. Because no one makes it seem like they have to be the ones that physically kill Dracula. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Then their whole family's doomed. Yeah. To be in purgatory forever. The purgatory thing is weird. Isn't that strange? Why wouldn't you just go to hell? Or limbo, theoretically. Like, limbo at the time would have been where they would have thought that soul would have gone. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Well, they display a... An alarmingly accurate view of church hierarchy and teaching. (laughs) So, this is uncharacteristic of this film. Yeah. Valerius the Elder left a torn bit of parchment with the order 400 years earlier. You don't know what it's for, but the insignia matches the one on Van Helsing's ring. (gasps) That he doesn't know what it is. This guy has been holding out on Van Helsing. No kidding. How long have you had that? Exactly. Well, you just have to keep killing monsters to find out about your history. I'm not going to bother telling you. We have stuff in your archives that could at least give you a clue. Well, I mean, it's, it's because he's not going to give it to him until he kills more monsters. How could that be more clear? True. <laughs> <laughs> then we get to the R&D section of the order where a friar named Q, excuse me, Carl, gives him <laughs> garlic, holy water, steaks, a crucifix, all your standard vampire gear. Mm-hmm. Named after Carl Lemley. He also gives him a type of glycerin that's so unstable, a drop thrown from your finger at nothing particularly flammable will create a massive explosion. At a bunch of stone, doing it with no warning, don't tell anyone around you, so you're bad at your job, you should be fired, and also you put it on your bare finger. Are you kidding me, dude? I know. They introduce a lot of technology here, and I know they must use it throughout this movie, but like, I didn't keep track of the technology they introduced, and I didn't notice them particularly using each thing over the course of the movie. They just kept mm-hmm. using stuff, No. and I assumed it was from this scene in the movie. And when they walked out for their final battle, they prepared by grabbing nothing, <laughs> which was so irritating to me because we had to sit through this dumb scene. Yes. Van Helsing insists that Carl come with him for some baffling reason. And Carl says he won't, with such emphasis that Van Helsing reminds him that monks shouldn't swear. Okay. Carl responds by saying that he's a friar, not a monk. Can we please quickly just go over the difference between a monk and a friar? Yes. There is not much of one. Monks stay in the monastery. Friars go out in the world to work. Yeah. All of them have taken oaths, the same oaths, of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Yeah. There's hardly any difference between friars and monks. And yet he constantly is saying, But I'm just a friar Like he gets Yeah, to and then he swears more. Living like, a moral life? Somehow? I mean, he acts like being a friar is the same as being a lay person. Which like that? Yeah, which is not true. Well, it's not true. But also, even if he was a layperson, what he's doing are sins anyway. Like right, like cursing and like all this stuff. Like he's still not supposed to be doing those things. So even being part of the church means that you shouldn't do the things that he does. I know. Apparently this assignment is on the Cardinal's insistence because the Cardinal feels like it's a good idea for Carl to tag along, but I don't think dragging someone with no field experience along would be helpful in any situation. No, and as we see later, he has a terrible wig, so (laughs) that was also a bad choice. Yeah. In Transylvania, Prince Valken baits a trap for a werewolf, but as he and his sister Anna try to kill it. It drags him into the river, and neither one surfaces. Anna's left looking on, sadly. Yes. It would be so crazy if Prince Valcan popped up later as a werewolf. I don't... That I mean, right. it's not going to happen, but it would be so heart-wrenching if that did happen. This is also where we see why Kate Beckinsale is in this movie. The first shot of her is her butt. <laughs> and you know what? Part of the problem was that only his gun had a silver bullet in it. Are you royalty or not? Take more than one silver bullet next time. What's wrong with you? Uh, yeah, it was a little bit weird. Everybody had guns, but only one person had a silver bullet. Yeah, and they could have actually killed him, killed the werewolf, if they'd had more than one silver bullet. I also question the large earrings that she wore to a werewolf hunt, but. Well, when you're, when you're going into a fight, you definitely want things that can be pulled off your body in harmful ways or that can be used to hold you by. Much like ties. Yeah. <laughs> Van Helsing rolls into an unusually crowded village. Do these people not have farms? Well, did you see the mob that they. The mob was huge. There were I guess. at least 150 torches being thrown <laughs> at that windmill. There were so <laughs> many torches. And all of these people live in town all the time and just mill around town square, apparently. It's not that they're from the surrounding farms. And they just come into Town Square for mobbing purposes. Yes, and lead mobist, low rent riffraff is also, like, village spokesperson he at all times, which he's, is probably because yeah. of his fancy hat, let's be real. <laughs> because where did you get that, dude? Where? Yeah, he's also the coffin maker, so he makes weird jokes about people dying that aren't especially funny, but he keeps making them. He's somehow the coffin maker and the grave digger, and those are different jobs. <laughs> May, well, maybe one one in a village is, that small, you know. It's not that small, and one of them is skilled <laughs> labor, and one of them is back-breaking manual work. <laughs> Carl questions Van Helsing as they're walking up. Carl questions Van Helsing about his memories, and he says he remembers fighting the Romans at Masada in 73 A.D. We just need to know that his past is very mysterious and very lengthy, apparently. Yes. As they discuss this, the villagers crowd around them menacingly. Riffraff creepily welcomes them, <laughs> and then Anna walks up behind them, dressed like a hooker, as per usual. And tries to disarm them. Van Helsing refuses, and then saves her from Dracula's wives, who fly up behind her at just that moment. Yes, the villagers all run around in a panic, even though they live in a vampire-infested town. Why wouldn't you yeah. be better at dealing with this? What you shouldn't have needed, Kate Beckinsale, to shout everyone get inside. Yeah, they, they're not fast about getting inside either. No, they have not practiced this. No. <laughs> Van Helsing shoots his machine gun-like crossbow at them without ever hitting any villagers, even when he appears to be shooting directly at them. Well, he also doesn't ever, like, shoot a vampire where he's supposed to. Well, he hits the wings and the shoulders occasionally, but it also seems like, I guess the Order... So one thing it it does seem is that the Order doesn't really know the best way to kill vampires, which is why they gave him all this stuff. Because the crossbow bolts don't really work until they dip them in holy water. Yeah, so, I don't know, but it's inc- an incredibly long, boring scene. <laughs> the sun comes out and they disappear for a while down the well. But seemed pretty light already. Also, gonna say it was it was pretty light. I was shocked to learn that it was not the sun was not supposed to be out when the first scene happened. Yeah, because then it, yeah, it gets a, a slight <laughs> bit lighter and then yeah. they hide. But they reappear when it goes behind a cloud again, which makes me wonder why they chose to hunt in the middle of the freaking day. Mm, convenience I guess so because there's a giant dark wouldn't you cover that giant dark well wouldn't you <laughs> or bless it yeah you can fill it with holy water exactly come on guys they but also they're like we're only going to attack when we can cause the most mayhem possible when everyone's around to help each other out like we're not going to just yeah people off in their farms I don't know they spend a lot of time taunting Anna before Van Helsing manages to kill one with crossbow bolts dipped in holy water. The other two feel her death and flee. More surprisingly, the villagers are very unhappy about the vampire's death. Yes. They say before, they only killed what they needed to survive, one or two people a month, which is a lot hey, that's for a, a small Romanian village. Yeah, that's an unsustainable number of people. Yes, but now they'll kill for revenge. Which is bonkers. Mm-hmm. Because their their royal family has been trying, it's, it's been their mission to <laughs> yeah. kill the vampires for generations. Yeah. Don't act like nobody's been trying to kill these vampires before. Are you kidding me? Well, also, they were terrorizing the village. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I feel like they did kill more than two people in that thing alone. Yeah. And also, this is implying self-restraint on the vampires' part. They're not going to kill more people than they need, even though they clearly seem to enjoy it. Which Dracula echoes later. He says they've been doing that. Yeah. they. He, he says they only take what they need, which is weird. Right, because then he's being portrayed as like a super evil guy. But I'm like, well, that sounds like a responsible yeah. farming vampire. Which makes sense Keeping if his he stocks. has up. a small town. Yeah. So it's a little bit disingenuous to act like he was doing it because he's so magnanimous. I'm a little unclear, though, about exactly where they are. This apparently is not budapest but they seem to be very close to budapest which makes me wonder why they can't also hunt in budapest yeah they uh at, at a at one point in the movie there is one day's travel yeah from budapest less than a to day the, the, that town yeah anna's cool with the vampire dying though so everything's smoothed over with the villagers <laughs> problem solved don't know why they brought it up in the first place When Dracula wakes up from his coffin that night, he makes the following noise. (laughs) Which the subtitles describe as crying. I think that can only be true if you've just heard the noise roughly described to you before. (laughs) I know. Loud sounds. Yeah. With your mouth. It's so bizarre. But this is every single acting and directing choice that's made on behalf of any of the vampires. Yeah. It's so crazy and over the top that you also feel like maybe acting has only been described to them before. <laughs> And you know it's not true, at least of this guy. Yeah. He's good in Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. But- And, and like, I've seen I, him in other things where he's normal. Yeah, so you know it was the direction that he was getting. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say his role in Moulin Rouge was super understated and, and It wasn't. Subtle, I mean, but Baz But Lerman, I've seen him in other things where yeah. he is capable of normal human emotion. Yes, because Baz Luhrmann also does not call for understated <laughs> yeah. performances or storylines. Exactly. But he was at least- Within the bounds of normalcy. Yeah. This, he's just off the rails constantly. Yes. You know it was Stephen Summers' fault. (laughs) It was bizarre. His brides are hanging from the ceiling, looking sad and crying. He strolls up the wall to join them. He doesn't know why his bride got killed. They only kill what they need to survive. Yeah, we've been so generous to these people that we've been murdering. It's a weird scene because what they're saying seems to be right. Yeah. Which makes me feel sorry for the vampires, but also they're supposed to be super evil. And, and they I don't are know how those evil two evil things and we see that later. Yeah, I don't know how those two things go together. It goes back and forth between like look how evil these vampires are. They're so horrible. And look at these poor vampires. They have it tough too. Yeah, let's paint a, a well-rounded picture of them. And in reality, every part of it is so overstated that it's just crazy. Yeah. So you you end up just being kind of repulsed by the whole situation. I have no heart. I feel no love. Nor fear. Nor joy. Nor sorrow. I am hollow. Apparently he feels melodrama and anger though. Oh, so much anger and melodrama. Yeah, it's crazy. He's like it, this I this is what this scene was. I don't feel emotions. I know. <laughs> yes. It's so crazy because you do. You feel anger. You feel you have goals that that we see very quickly that suggest that you have other feelings also. Right. You seem to care about what your brides want. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. He's what sad he, when his bride has been killed. Yeah. He's not indifferent to it so you know i don't know even if even if it's only like a possession thing that's still a feeling it's such a bizarre line because it seems to imply that he this is something he tells himself but it's lying but that's never addressed at any other time that that is true of so many of the things in this movie that's (laughs) but but it's never addressed at another time (laughs) yeah Dracula claims that they're close to success, but his wives don't want to keep doing the experiments after the last one failed. He roars at them, apparently an unfeeling roar, because yeah. he's hollow. Well, he doesn't have feelings. Yes. And then tells them not to fear him. Yeah, that's not abuse 101. <laughs> oh, sorry, you made me yell at you. I don't, <laughs> don't, oh, don't be afraid. Come don't here. Don't be afraid oh, of come me. come here. Uh, and then they start breathing all over each other. It's in a way very that's a sexy. lot less sexy than Stephen Summer's thinks it is i uh, were we watching the same scene <laughs> dracula sends his minions to castle frankenstein and then goes off with his wife for they, some sexy time to just like being encased in carbonite again it's, it's implied that they're up to sexiness but they are just frozen yeah they, and he was frozen when he woke up it yeah is very strange the bold choice that is also <laughs> never fully explained nope Meanwhile, in Anna's castle, Anna's family castle, there's a lot of castles in this area. It's largely a castle. Because she doesn't live, she lives within walking distance of Frankenstein's castle. Uh Uh-huh. But she doesn't live in Frankenstein's castle. Two separate family castles. Yeah. That are within walking distance of each other. This is also where we see Carl's wig for the first time. With his hood off. Carl looks a lot like Jim Halpert from The Office (laughs) in this movie, and it's terrible. Van Helsing asks where Dracula is, but Anna says no one knows, despite generations trying to find him. Anna doesn't have a lot of confidence, in Van Helsing's offer to help. She defends her own lack of preparation by saying that vampires never attack in daylight, but they must have wanted to catch her off guard. I can't believe they've never tried this before. And also, yeah, why would they attack It still doesn't, right. I, I don't, it's never explained and they never explain it. Like, the vampires never tried to explain it either. Yeah. Which is weird. Because they make it seem like, oh, well, it's part of some other big plan, but if it was, that got cut out of the movie. I know, because they have plenty of time, opportunities to kill Anna, or at least try and kill Anna, but instead they just spend a lot of time taunting her for no reason. Yeah. Van Helsing says the best way to save her family is to stay alive while he kills Dracula, which seems to be an excellent point. Yeah. But she insists on going along. In fact, she insists on going right then and there. Yeah. No, 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 no. She says, actually, you stay here and I'll go. Right. It's (laughs) like, I'm sorry. Do you remember that if you die, your entire family is doomed to never go to heaven? Did, Did you remember that? This is about more than you being a girl and the guys coming to save you. This is about the well-being of nine generations of your family's souls. Anna, you're you're killing your mother. (laughs) Yeah. So Van Helsing sprays her in the face with chloroform. Because atomizing chloroform in the air is a great plan. This must be chloroform. She, he, he just sprays something in her face. I know. And she, she faints immediately, which she, she wakes up. She probably has a concussion. But she, she starts wandering through the castle looking for him, and it's, it's night It's dark. Now. It's night. He drugged her, and there's a bunch of nocturnal monsters around. What <laughs> if she had died? It's so feasible that she could have died. Well... He's still around the castle too. He doesn't go off to hunt. Kind of, <laughs> as is. we see. Although he's not watching over her or anything, he dumps her off in a room. Anyway, yeah, she was wandering through the castle looking for Van Helsing, instead finds a werewolf who's also wandering around and also <laughs> drooling right onto her. <laughs> I know this van. This very werewolf gross. is drooling so much. It's so gross. While running away from it, she runs literally into her brother. Who tries to tell her Dracula's secret, but can't get it out before he turns back into a werewolf! Who saw the this coming? Clouds have passed back from over the moon again. This is weird. This can't possibly... Okay, the, also, sun, thing, the sun thing makes sense, but this is implying that it's the rays of the moon well, that turn you into a werewolf, but he's a werewolf inside a castle. How are the yes. rays of the moon hitting him? So it's almost like it has to just be the visibility of the moon or something, which makes, but that kind of makes sense because the moon is full all the time. We just can't see it. You know what I mean? Well, that's another good point. But then I have other questions because he's not constantly looking at the moon. Yeah, no, I know. I I don't understand it either, but I can see an argument for if the moon is covered up, it doesn't work because theoretically the moon is more questions. Though Theoretically, every night that you can see the moon is a full moon. It's just that you can't see all of it. Also, werewolves are part spider, apparently. He's very good at crawling all over the wall. But I mean, like, back to the wall, (laughs) just like arms, like on the wall. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Anna's paralyzed with grief at the sight of her brother, but Van Helsing shows up just in time to chase it off. Van Helsing follows the werewolf into the village, only to run into the grave digger, who's for some reason digging a grave in the middle of a winter night. He's also fitting a coffin. He's just standing there in a, a coffin that's, like, s- leaned up somewhere. Yeah. He's just like, taking his coffee break in a coffin. Yeah, and there's also, I don't I don't want to be a stickler for authenticity here, but the only way you can dig a grave in the middle of winter is by lighting a bonfire to soften the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Romania, they don't bury people in the middle of winter. Yeah. Or they didn't, you know. Yeah, and... Then the gravedigger, because he's weird and messed up, unclear. They don't explain it. Decides that while Van Helsing's back is to him, he's gonna hit him over the head with a shovel and kill him, perhaps. Yeah, because he he says, "Well, it's always good to be prepared." In my line, of, he's like, "Who who you're getting bar- Who's getting buried? No one yet, but it's always good to be prepared in my line of work, especially if you're gonna need it. You're gonna have another body." And like, turns around and tries to brain him with the shovel. <laughs> And then, when he catches it and he's like, Why are you doing this? He's like, Oh, please don't hurt me. It's just my nature. And I'm like, What? You're just a murdering psychopath? Well, apparently, because we never get any resolution on this, Nobody... the werewolf runs up and kills him. I know. Right after this, he never even says to Anna, "Like, hey, what was with that dude? He was yeah. so weird. He tried to kill me." Right? Was he supposed to be another monster that just didn't get fleshed out? Was he like a voodoo master he or was, something, he raising was... corpses? Like, what was his deal? His deal was he was a weirdo character that they had made too big and they didn't know how to write out of the movie, but they wanted to stop writing him. That, I guarantee you, was the problem. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, he's dead. So Anna shows up to try and stop Van Helsing from killing her brother. But he says to her that it's not her brother anymore. And they get into an argument over whether it's right to kill him. She says, they say Dracula has a cure. So she's going to try and find it to save her brother. What? Yeah, that's never been brought up before. And they say uh, Dracula people says. people who know Dracula and go to his castle a lot say. <laughs> yeah. um, also, she got she's like, "Don't kill my brother. He can't help it." Haven't you? Have you heard of forgiveness? And I'm like, "Well, you were gonna kill that other werewolf at the beginning of the movie." Yeah. What they say is, like, there's a grace period, I guess, of, like, a where few you transformations where you can come back. I don't know how anyone knows this. Yeah. Because no one knows of the cure for and werewolfism. Never, and you've clearly never tried. Yeah. There's a lot of assumptions being made here. <laughs> and also the whole Vam- Dracula has a cure. I'm going to go find it. Van Helsing decides, like, okay, I'll help you. Why not? But then they're just wandering through the road making small talk because, as we remember, we don't know where Dracula's castle is. So, what's the plan here, Anna? You have a very limited time frame to find this cure. Van Helsing has agreed to help you. What's your plan? I'm just gonna wander through the streets, see if anything catches my eye. Uh, also not on a horse, cause we'll go very slowly that way. Yeah, or return to the castle to go through the clues that were left about how to find Dracula's castle. Or grab any weapons, nope, no dice. Nope, or try and track where the werewolf went. Back in Castle Frankenstein, Igor's e up to more electrical experiments. Everything seems to be on track. Van Helsing and Anna, meandering around the countryside, like you do are exchanging personal remarks about their respective motivations when they notice lights flashing from Castle Frankenstein because it is very close to Anna's castle. Anna's surprised by this because Frankenstein's dead, which makes me wonder where the heck they thought they were going. Yeah, I know. Uh, Surely it's not on a busy highway. The werewolf arrives at Castle Frankenstein, where Dracula tells him off for talking to Anna rather than focusing on who Van Helsing is this mysterious character who showed up. Igor hooks Velkin, the werewolf, up to the machine, and they start experimenting on him. To make a werewolf Frankenstein. No, that's not the goal at all. Oh. <laughs> it would make sense. It would make more sense than what the actual plan is. But I, d- I did. Act- originally, I did think that was the goal. <laughs> Van Helsing and Anna show up to investigate, and they overhear Dracula's minions talking about the experiments. Then they have another argument about whether or not to save her brother. Van Helsing, you just agreed that you were going to help her with this. Yeah, we've already talked about this. Yes. Why have you changed your mind? By the way, when they strapped her brother down Mm -hmm. for the experiment, Stephen Summers said to Dracula, look nonchalant. Like, you don't care about his pleas or his threats or anything. Uh, he said, okay, and then he said, that's not nonchalant enough. I need you to practice waltzing by yourself for a little bit. That, that, that it, that, 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 that did it. Yeah. That's nonchalance to the max. It's as nonchalant, I would argue, as you can be without suspenders. (laughs) Van Helsing and Anna wander into a room with a bunch of huge, gross egg sacs hanging from the ceiling, and conclude, uh, for no good reason, that they must be Dracula's children, instead of what they look like, which is giant, rotting, gross parma hams. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Van Helsing. Do you know a lot about the different the way different species lay eggs that you could just be like they're egg sacs, Dracula's children? They jump to it instantly, yeah. <laughs> and. And they well, say, he's like Dracula, he's got those three gorgeous wives. They must be his children. What I know. Also, I've seen them in their true forms. They're not gorgeous. <laughs> uh, we all have. So it's weird that you would say that. Vampires are the walking dead. It only makes sense that children are born dead. It does not make sense that their children would be born dead. Right. It would make sense that they would not be able to have children. Exactly. Cellular reproduction. It's not something that dead things do. I know. They are, are only alive up until the point when they might be born and then they die. That yeah. doesn't make sense. No, especially because when they pop out later, they're tiny little things, so they're clearly going to grow. Yeah. Yeah it doesn't make any sense at all. And they've grown up to that point. That's the thing. They didn't they didn't start out tiny. I mean, or they started out tiny and then they're like ready to go in their little egg sacs, but they're just dead. That right. doesn't make any sense. This should really be a problem to solve his wife's infertility. Like that should be the experiment because it doesn't make sense that they can lay egg sacs yet And surely the egg sacs did not start out that huge. The wives are way (laughs) smaller than those egg sacs. I know. They're like as big as two people. Yeah. As it turns out, the experiments are an attempt to bring the children to life. I'm just going to briefly describe the way this experiment works. It mostly seems to be whoever is strapped into the machine. In this case, the werewolf gets struck by lightning because that's the whole Frankenstein thing. So gets struck by lightning, the lightning passes through the werewolf and then into a series of cables strung up between the egg sacs, thus bringing the electricity to the egg sacs. Somehow the fact that the electricity has passed through a werewolf is enough to bring the baby vampires to life. That is the experiment. Whenever we talk about the experiment, that's what's being done. And that's the logic behind it. It doesn't make any sense at all. I know. Do you know what also doesn't make sense? When Van Helsing is like, let's see what these little guys are like. And he, re- he reaches into one of them to see what's in there. He takes off his glove to touch the grossest thing we've seen in this movie so far. Those gloves were expensive. That's what the costumers said. I know why they got taken off. They were like, absolutely not. You're not getting stuff so on that glove. But it's ridiculous because a human. Who owned gloves would be like, it's worth me paying however much money for a new glove to not touch this with my hands. <laughs> Especially because you don't know if it's like acidic or something. Yeah. And you don't know if something's gonna bite you in there. <laughs> The one good thing about the experiments is that they make no attempt to explain or justify <laughs> They don't. They're like, look, this is what it is. And if you don't get it, then you don't deserve to get it. Exactly. And I support them 100% because there's <laughs> no way they could explain it. would only it. have made it worse. Yeah. It, they really saved their, their own logic here. Yeah. A few minutes after the bolts of electricity goes through them and Van Helsing has already half uncovered one, they all come to life. They find their parents with no problem whatsoever, even though they're in a completely different section of the castle. They come out with full scaring instincts, already into act, mm-hmm. and they immediately go out to feed. Because yeah. they apparently know where they can find food. Well, the wives go with them. Well, the they do, but wives. like they, the vampire babies start leaving That's true. to go feed, and then Dracula's like, go teach them how to feed! And I'm like, well, it seems like they're already off to a good start. They... Apparently can sense where their food is. And they can carry it away, even though they are tiny. They're carrying off villagers. Yeah. It's bonkers. Van Helsing starts to hunt them, which causes a fight with Dracula. He's trying to protect his children. Dracula's met him before, though, and recognizes Hello. him. He calls him Gabriel. When he realizes that Van Helsing's lost his memory, he taunts him for a bit, his go-to move, and then offers to restore his memory to him. We get a lot of vague talk about their history together and Dracula's own history that we already knew. hmm But Van Helsing turns down the offer of getting his memory back, even though it has already been stated that is his sole motivation for doing what he's doing. Anne happens to find her brother where he's strapped to the machine, just on blind chance. Or it's a very small castle. One of the two. Yeah. She rescues him, but when she half-unstraps him, he turns into a werewolf again. So she runs away. Van Helsing and Anna flee as the vampire babies start exploding on their own in the village. This, by the way, is after we see what people who live in Vampire City do when they hear weird sounds at night. They run outside yeah. their, they go outside their houses to see what it is. I mean, everybody in the village has come outside their house to be like, what's that weird stone? Uh, you have werewolves and vampires. And you're also weird. just walking outside your house at night. Yeah. And it's a vampire infested town. Yet nobody has huge strings of garlic everywhere, including on their own person. Nobody's carrying around like the every, holy water. Every, silver. every family should have their own holy water fount. Yeah. And bedecked with silver, but nope. You should be wearing at all times a sandwich board that is made of giant crucifixes. <laughs> yes. It's so bizarre. Like, there's so many. And your so house should things. be surrounded by running water. Yeah. Also, in the village, though, Carl rescues a village woman who asks how she can repay him. He whispers a request into her ear. And the woman's like, but you're a monk. And he's like, I'm just a friar. And then she smiles like that's cute and charming. And like, that's not the grossest thing that a man could do after he does something nice for someone. And so they say, oh, how can I repay you? Uh, here, this isn't abusing my power. During a time when a woman's virginity would have been a prized commodity. I know. So, hey, Carl, fine. you're really gross. Yeah. Yeah. Just give me the one thing that will ensure that no one will ever marry you here. Thank you. And I can't because I'm a (laughs) friar. And I'm leaving. Yeah. As Dracula's wives mourn melodramatically, Dracula orders his werewolf to hunt Van Helsing and Anna down and kill them. I don't know why this wasn't already the order, but whatever. It was already something that all of them were supposed to be doing. The wives were supposed to have already killed Anna a long time ago and Van Helsing. Yeah. They're just really bad at it. As Van Helsing and Anna walk home, Anna expresses her general contempt over Van Helsing's failed attempts to kill Dracula, saying that all the stuff he's done is stuff they've already tried. And he rightfully says, Mm -hmm. I could have used that information earlier. Oh, well, I just thought you would know that already. Yeah, I'm like, Anna, you should have been telling him. You don't deserve for me to tell you that. I know. That is on her. She admits that the werewolf isn't her brother anymore. Finally. And then they stop for a drink of absinthe, weirdly, and the ground collapses beneath them, landing them in a bat filled cave. Then we cut to Carl waking up in the library with a village woman. Because what we needed was resolution on this. Yeah. He leans against a wall sconce that reveals a hidden painting that shows a werewolf fighting a vampire. Back to the Bat Cave, where I guess they've been passed out all night, since we've now cut already to a scene in the morning with Carl. So this yeah, is I guess. also morning. I don't know, but it turns out it's Frankenstein's monster's cave. Monster! Who's the monster here? I don't understand the direction for his line delivery. Yeah. It is the weirdest choice. It sounds so cartoonish, but in a different way than Dracula's cartoonishness. Because I feel like we're supposed to be taking... Frankenstein's Monster seriously? We're supposed to be he is he is breaking down all of our moral preconceptions <laughs> and it's blowing our minds. Then I wish they had him sound less ridiculous. Although I do love just hearing clips of his just thrown out of context. Yeah, it's crazy. They have a small skirmish with the monster, but once he's down, Van Helsing stops Anna from killing him because he can sense that he's not evil. This is apparently like his special ability is to sense who's evil and who's not. The monster who previously claimed a strong desire to live, which is why he was fighting them off.
1: Oh my doesn't gosh. Doesn't
0: help things by then telling them they would be better off killing him since he's the key to Dracula's experiments. I know. He says... They say, what do you want? And he says, to exist. And I was like, that's the same thing the vampires and the werewolves want. Do you not understand that? That's what everything wants. And evil things want that, too. Also, apparently, all those babies from last night were from single brides, single birthing. There are apparently thousands. Can we just talk for a second about how that is possible? And there were so many. I mean, there were hundreds. As they're talking, they hear the werewolf growling before it runs away and they realize it's overheard them. The werewolf has enough self-control to just quietly eavesdrop on a conversation and then realize what they're saying, (laughs) process it, that it might be something Dracula would like to know, and then go off to report it without fulfilling his mission of killing Anna and Van Helsing. And yet, he's lost all of his human awareness as Anna's brother. Yeah, no, past this point, he is just werewolf henchman. That's it. It's weird. Uh, but they needed it to happen for the plot to keep moving, so and, it does. And you know what? It did. Yeah. Van Helsing decides to send the monster off to Rome with Carl to protect it. The monster's really unhappy about this for some reason. It's fighting the whole time. Yeah, it's very unhappy. It wanted to, like, we're taking you away from here. Yeah. To a place where you can be safe and protected. Yeah. I People guess he might just, treat you with respect. I guess he just really wants to be killed. So then he's, like, growling and, like, fighting his chains like he's an animal. And I'm like, pick a side, man. Yeah. The brides follow the carriage, though. Van Helsing tries to fight them, but the carriage winds up going off the cliff. And we see that it was actually a decoy carriage that explodes and shoots out a bunch of stakes that kills one of the brides.
1: The Two were- down,
0: one to go. Yes. The werewolf goes after the real carriage, and it also explodes as they try and fight it off, but apparently everyone was fine because the next morning, there's huge gaps in this timeline for people in a hurry because we don't see anything until the next morning when a perfectly made up Anna goes through the site of the wreckage and then speaks to her brother one last time before he dies. Nothing happened before that. Everyone was just staying in stable condition. Yeah, I guess so. Um also apparently the actor who played her brother got a bunch of spider bites from Ooh. that scene from lying there in the leaves. That's so sad. I know. Anna blames Van Helsing for his death because we cannot get enough of this conversation. Anna agreed that her brother was gone. I know. But now that he's dead, she's changed her mind. Yes. We also see that Van Helsing was bitten by the werewolf. And also, the remaining bride shows up and a Anna. End of scene. Once Van Helsing and company reach Budapest, which is apparently very nearby, the bride shows up and tells them they'll give back Anna in exchange for the monster, who's standing right next to Van Helsing and never says anything. Yeah, no, he's not part of these negotiations, although he has strong opinions about it as soon as she's gone. (laughs) Yes. They agreed to make the exchange at the Halloween masquerade and then the monster, once she's gone, gets super preachy about the fact that Van Helsing was bitten by the werewolf. I know. Like, are you associating yourself as a moral thinking individual with vampires and werewolves who are evil by their nature? That's the weirdest thing about this. He really seems to be doing that because he seems angry at Van Helsing for yeah. hunting monsters. Right, and he's like, he, I hope they treat you like you get treated the um, same way you've treated others. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm like, yeah, Well, he's, he's defending you. He's the reason you're not dead right now. I know, because he said that you weren't a monster like those other things. Yeah. And he didn't kill you, even though it would have been way easier for him to have killed you, because it would have meant Dracula could have never brought his children back to life. Yeah, exactly. He says, uh, I hope that someone else hunts you as passionately as you've hunted these other things. And Van Helsing probably would agree. If he fully turned into a right. werewolf, he would agree. Yeah. I don't know that I care much for this monster's attitude right now. Or ever. I He's, well, he's pretty preachy all the time, honestly. He is. Then Van Helsing and Carl prepare to infiltrate the ball, the masquerade ball. While Anna and Dracula are dancing, Dracula reveals that he knows Van Helsing will never make the trade, and neither will he. He's about to turn Anna when Van Helsing and Carl show up to save her. Turns out, though, Dracula's got the monster, so they might as well have made the trade anyway. Plot-wise, it made no difference. Exactly. They have Anna, Dracula's got the monster, whatever. Also, the castle's full of vampires. Yeah, it's only vampires in there. Yeah. They set off a bomb and jump out a stained glass window, which can't be as easy as they make it look. These are made of sugar. I mean, I, I know they're actually, like, made of sugar, but, like, all of them in this world. Yeah, stained glass is thick, and it's got all that, um... Lead. Yeah. I mean, that's lead in holding the Holding the pieces together. Yeah, melted lead. It's not easy to break through those things. Yeah, Where, this is a castle in Budapest, apparently. It's not Dracula's castle. This is a a vampire-filled castle in Budapest. Yeah. So they're making it seem like the only way they can hunt Dracula is to find his castle, and yet he seems to be able Mm. to go in the real world. In fact, I don't know why he stays at his miserable, awful castle at all. They keep finding him at other places. This is the second time they've found him. Yeah. They don't manage to save the monster, though, from Dracula's clutches. And Van Helsing swears to save him. As he's sailing away. But Carl tells him that Rome has ordered the monster to die, too, because he isn't human. This makes Van Helsing so angry he almost turns into a werewolf, but he fights (laughs) off the transformation. Which is also bizarre, because they've previously said he will only turn into a werewolf for the first time during the full moon at midnight. Yeah. This is just some night. And yet... Well, his anger is so strong. I guess so. His moral anger is so strong. Yeah. They go back to Castle Frankenstein, but all the equipment's been cleared out. They have until midnight to hide Dracula's castle. They have until midnight to find Dracula's castle, which they've been searching for 400 years. Okay. That means within the same night, there was a masquerade. Now they're back at Castle Frankenstein and now they have to find Dracula's castle before midnight, these places must be within a stone's throw of each other, because they get places in no time. But also, isn't part of that because he's going to turn into a werewolf at midnight? Yeah. Because it seems like only two days ago, it was also a full moon. Like, how long did it take to get to Budapest? Well, I think once you... Oh no, you're right. Yeah, no, it was the, the time because makes they were no affected sense. by the moon. Yeah, it's full moons all the time in Romania. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> They're known for their frequent full moons. That's why there's so many supernatural beings there. Yeah, Frankenstein's yep. and Dracula's there. Yeah, but yeah, till midnight, so they can also pop over. Now that they've got, come back from Budapest to Castle Frankenstein, they also still have time to go back to Anna's castle where all the clues are. Yeah. So all of this stuff, just, it's just like a a neighborhood full of castles. Carl gives us a rundown on what we've learned so far, including that Dracula was killed by someone referred to as the Left Hand of God. Dracula's father couldn't bring himself to kill Dracula, so he banished him to an icy castle through a door from which there is no return. Although apparently this doesn't stop him because the devil gave him wings? I don't know. I mean When if, did the devil enter into it? This is so bizarre. Well, the reason he supposedly Dracula is because he sold his soul to the devil. They mentioned oh, okay. that super early on. Okay. He made a deal with the devil, and I just, the devil turned him into Dracula. Was not. Listening. And to be fair, this may not be scientifically accurate. It, Anna's the one that said, <laughs> but then the devil gave him wings. I don't know if she that says that in a history book, or she's just making that assumption. I will say the rest of it's been fairly <laughs> scientifically done, though. So I know. I, I trust it. Yeah. I will say one weird thing about it is he banished him to an icy castle through a door from which there was no return, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But the castle is somewhere on Earth. It's not in its own dimension, like its own little pocket dimension where there really is no return. It has to be somewhere on Earth because if the devil gave him wings and that allows him to get around to places... Then that means that he's just flying from wherever his castle is. So, like, and he's got little hench dwarves in his castle, and his evil brides are moving around, and the babies. Yeah, I mean, people are getting places. Yeah. So clearly, he's there's not many in ways, Narnia. right? <laughs> many ways to do all this. This is not a prison he's being kept in. But Dracula's father, the one who couldn't bear to kill his evil psycho killer son, left clues. On how to find him. Although apparently Anna was never told about them. She seems to act like this is news to her. Right. The only clue they actually need, though, is that Anna's father spent years staring at the huge map of Transylvania in their library. Van Helsing immediately concludes that this must be the door. The only reason her father couldn't open it was because he didn't have the torn bit of parchment that was sent to Rome. But I thought he sent it to Rome. No, it was Valerius the Elder. Dracula's father, who sent it to Rome. But that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> They've had it for 400 years, they say in the beginning. That doesn't make any sense, I though, know. because in that case, <laughs> why would he have sent it and not said, send this immediately back after I'm <laughs> dead? I just don't want to see my son die, but I want other people to do it. I left clues, but then I took the most crucial part and sent it to someplace you apparently never checked with, although they are called the left hand of the order by the... Or the left flank of the order earlier in the movie, which means that they do work with the order. Yeah, the I order know. knows that their ancestors sent this 400 years ago. They just never bothered to send it until they sent Van Helsing out to help them. I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm so angry that this movie had to happen because of this. <laughs> Why? Uh. They put the bit of parchment back into place and read the inscription. And the map turns into a mirror, which turns out to be a door. How convenient. They go to the castle. So basically, like, they just stick there. They're like,
1: Dracula. But Dracula
0: Dracula doesn't show up in mirrors. Maybe that's because to him it's not a mirror. And I'm like, how does this make sense? If you believe it's a door, it becomes a door. So he can walk through any mirror? I know. That's the real implication there. (laughs) Yes. That any mirror is a door for him. And it is. And that would make a lot more sense. Which is also bizarre. (laughs) That's, again, listeners never gone into. Yeah. They go to the castle and Van Helsing bypasses the door by carrying the three of them over it, a sign of his impending werewolfism. Mm -hmm. They hear the monster screaming and find him encased neck down in a block of ice for no good reason. Oh man, I must have been looking away from the screen. I don't remember that. And that sounds bizarre. (laughs) He's He's like, on a block of ice that's hanging from a chain <laughs> What? What are you saying Right now? What is this movie? I don't understand It's like his head is sticking out So he can scream and stuff just then- <laughs> So he can scream Oh gosh But then he's just like hanging in like This really tall Like elevator shaft kind of looking Thing <laughs> that they look into And then he starts being raised On the chain and then That's when they start following him it's an interesting setup. Also, the next time we see him, he will no longer be in the block of ice. With no explanation as to how he got out? I'm guessing the vampire. Giant hair dryer? <laughs> I'm, guessing- <laughs> I'm guessing Igor and the vampires got him out of it? Uh, okay. <laughs> they never explain. Oh my gosh. Oh, Steven, why? this isn't even a more is more but like why did you put certain words in your script (laughs) oh my gosh as the as the monster is being lifted on his block of ice he tells them that the the cure for werewolfism is in the castle and he should go find it because apparently he's forgiven van helsing and he's no longer being uh snooty about it all (laughs) Van Helsing wonders why he would have a cure for some reason. Like, the rest of this has made logical sense. We now need to wonder why Dracula has a cure for werewolves. I know. He made Frankenstein. Yeah. a monster, so I don't... Yeah. And Carl says it's because only a werewolf can kill him. This is a conclusion he never bothered to share with anyone ever before. No, but he shouts it out very confidently. (laughs) Yes. He knows it from the painting from earlier that showed the werewolf and the vampire fighting which for some reason means that only a werewolf can kill, can kill Dracula. Which what are werewolves from? How can they How can they do that? Unimportant. What are they?
1: Where did <laughs> they come from?
0: Also the devil, we don't know. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, theoretically, they should have come from the opposite. They should have come from God or something. But yeah. that's not the case. Anyway, unimportant. Apparently, the reason it hasn't happened up till now is because no werewolf has had the will to turn on him before now because he keeps them as pets. And somehow that means that none of them ever turn around and snap at him like my dog does to me frequently when the mailman comes. Yeah, I know. And you're trying to stop her from barking. Yeah. Anna and Carl go off to find the cure with the help of a captured Igor And Van Helsing goes to look for Dracula. But not before Anna and Van Helsing share a passionate kiss. Igor leads Anna and Carl to a room where the cure is theatrically capped in this little glass bubble, all alone in the center of a room on a standing table, like a pillar kind of table. Kind of a Beauty and the Beast situation. Very much so. There were a lot of extra rooms in the castle, I guess, that they didn't know what to do with, so they, they did this. The cure for this is in here. Yeah. The cure for for those little dwarf henchmen is in here. Yeah. So the, Anna and Carl go into the room, but then Igor locks them inside. Whoa. He shockingly turned on them. I know. He, she's like, I'm going first. I'm going to walk in there first. <laughs> and I'm like, why? If it's booby trapped, send Igor in first. <laughs> exactly. Just keep a gun or a sword on him or something. Instead, she leaves him there with the friar. Who he easily overpowers because he's the dopiest friar that ever existed. He looks exactly like Jim Halpert. Anna and Carl debate about how to get the cure out of the liquid it's suspended in when the bride shows up and threatens them. Apparently the bride has realized that they're here and decides to take care of it on their own. I guess so, yeah. They use the liquid on her, and it works like acid. Then they use it on the bars, and Carl gets away with the cure. But Anna is trapped into a fight with the bride. But on Carl's way to the main castle, he gets into a fight with Igor. (laughs) Van Helsing tries to free the monster. (laughs) I would not really. That's generous to call it a fight with Igor. It's very (laughs) one-sided. It's just Igor prodding him with a giant (laughs) cattle prod down the... Bridge the stone bridge. He's as he's scurrying along, <laughs> huntedly. Oh, but then Van Helsing tries to free the monster off the table, but winds up getting into a fight with Dracula. <laughs> so now everyone's in a fight. That's what. That's where the action is. So it's very important. The monster eventually frees itself, but not before all the babies are brought to life, because somehow the electricity passing through him is what will bring them to life for all eternity. Dracula's was very confident about this. As soon as Frankenstein's original experiment worked, he knew this would happen and apparently does. So then through a series of improbable circumstances, he helps Carl kill Igor. He's left dangling from a rope, forcing Carl to make a tough decision. Help me! But you're supposed to die. I want to live. All right. All right. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't that tough in the end. Once the monsters back up, he somehow takes over the fight with the bride so Anna can go help Van Helsing. But she doesn't get very far before she's also dangling off a ledge, which somehow leads to her killing the last bride. Meanwhile, in Van Helsing's fight with Dracula, he realizes the only way to kill his children is to kill Dracula. Because all Dracula's progeny die when he does. Luckily for Van Helsing, it's midnight on full moon, so he turns into a werewolf in a shocking turn of events for Dracula, who did not see this coming. Dracula tries to tempt Van Helsing into expect into accepting his monsterism, but he doesn't take the bait. <laughs> they duke it out, but when a cloud passes over the moon, Van Helsing turns back into a man. Dracula, sensing his advantage, decides now is the moment to start monologuing. Yeah, and turn back into a person instead of just killing him. Yeah. Turns out Van Helsing is the one that killed him originally. Gabriel killed him. Also, he'd like his ring back. I don't know why Van Helsing kept it. Well, and then he. Before he lost his memory, yeah. He holds up. Dracula holds up his hand and he's missing his ring finger. Yep. That was the one thing you couldn't regenerate? I don't understand that. Apparently so. Yeah, so basically Van Helsing is the right hand of God. It's implied through that and his long life that he is, in fact, the angel Gabriel. However, none of it is said explicitly for some reason. We never see him turn into an angel and... None of that is fleshed out in any way, shape, or form. No one asks any more questions about it. Dracula again offers to restore his memory. Van Helsing decides not against it. I would really love to know how Dracula is going to restore his memory. Is it just that he's going to tell him about the past I feel like together? that's what it's going to be. Or is it, because if it's implied it's through, like, magic. Like, let me just yeah. place my my hand on your forehead I and know. your memory will return. Then the cloud that's blocking the moon passes by and Van Helsing kills Dracula. Buddy, you had forever to kill a nearly helpless human. I know. That's on you at but this point. But that's true of all the vampires in this movie. Yeah. They somehow failed to kill two humans. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy. Anna runs into the room and the werewolf Van Helsing turns on her. Carl tries to save her, but Van Helsing stops him, still in werewolf form. But we see that she's managed to inject him in the stomach with the cure, but not before he's killed her. By throwing her real hard against a cushion or something. <laughs> There's no visible wound. I have no idea how she died. She's been tossed she around she was lying on a couch. I so. know, and she's been t- she's on a divan. Mm-hmm. And she's been tossed around way worse than this and lived. Yep, yeah, well this one did it. <laughs> Maybe he broke her neck by accident or something. Yeah. He picks her up in the most awkward way possible, and then turns back into a human and cries over her dead body. Oh, not before howling yeah. while he's holding her over her dead body um, against a full moon. It's and the reason classic, yes, and the reason I feel like he, she he picked her up in that really weird way is because he had to transform from a werewolf back into a human, yep. and this was the way that was easiest for the CGI people. <laughs> so true. At her funeral by the sea, attendance to... She was not very popular, apparently. They burn her body. Which definitely would have been considered desecration of a body at that point in the church history. Yes. And also, I don't know why they brought her all the way back out to the sea. Surely she wants to get buried in her family courtyard. Nope. Or, like, and family cemetery. Nope, and I guess she won't mind getting burned. Uh, this is where it's a callback to when they were walking down a country lane to Dr. Frankenstein's castle, and she said... I'd like to see the sea. It must be beautiful. I've never seen it. It makes her a deep and well-rounded character. Yeah, wanting to see the sea. Yep. She had one thing she wanted to do. That's a real person. <laughs> <laughs> the monster, who could not be bothered to stay for the funeral, sees the funeral pyre from his sea he raft. He glimpsed it from his raft. Yeah. Like, guys, you could not get him a boat, at least. Or a bigger raft. It's like two <laughs> logs. Yeah. And if that guy gets... Pushed into the water, he's gonna sink like a stone. Yeah. He's so heavy. Then Van Helsing looks up into the sky and sees her face in the clouds with her father and brother roll credits. It's crazy cheesy. (laughs) It is really cheesy. It's the craziest thing in the world. because it's not just that, it's like multiple times we see her face. Up, and like, up here. We in see her places. seeing her brother and father's faces in the clouds and they're all smiling and laughing. It's yeah. like 100 billion times cheesier than the Lion King cloud faces. Yeah, exactly. And that's Van Helsing. Uh, we also never mentioned the most ridiculous thing about frankenstein's monster which is that he has this like glass electricity brain oh yeah and his his skull will crack open sometimes and like because you can see the electricity through a panel in his skull yeah and sometimes it will crack open and he'll like put it back into place yeah it's weird so how much did this make this movie actually was really successful the budget was $160 million, but it made $300 million. All right. So not quite successful enough to have a sequel, which I feel like they clearly wanted with all the angel stuff.
1: They really they, wanted it. they hinted
0: at, but never followed through on in any way, shape, or form, which is bizarre because they did everything else. I know. Why not just say he was an angel? Well, then they literally had him and Carl riding off into the sunset at the end. <laughs> yeah. They also approached NBC about a spinoff series. Yeah. that would would not have starred Van Helsing, but an old-time West Sheriff. Yeah, you couldn't have gotten Hugh Jackman for that. No. They said, like, oh, and he'll pop in sometimes. And I'm like, no, he's not going to. Yeah. He's not going to pop in on your TV show sometimes. So, next up, we will continue with Twilight. Mm-hmm. with more vampires and werewolves oh. and they fight like cats and dogs Oh, <laughs> get In? it? New moon. New moon yay we'll see more Jacob this time I know this is really Taylor Lautner's chance to shine mm-hmm. also he cuts his hair which makes me extraordinarily happy or just like takes off his wig well yeah <laughs> that's what's next on more is more for more of our podcast go to moreismorepodcast.com To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com.